You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9 a.m. you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. Learn how to study the Bible more effectively. Get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Jason Cook joining us in the studio. Welcome, Jason. How are you today? Good. Thank you, Tabitha. Thanks for your welcome. It's uh, I've been in here again a number of times this week, but not on this side of the room, so um, I'm much more comfortable where you're sitting. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling. Oh, well, I haven't had that experience, but Maybe I know one day. Maybe one day we'll get you over this side. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And, um, yeah, for this is, I believe this is your third um, presentation. It is, yes. Yeah. And uh, the final one probably for a little while. Uh, oh, well, um, you know, over the past couple of weeks, you've been sharing your experience um, relating to your journey with cancer. Um why have you chosen to share this um, and how has the experience been for you? Um, has it been difficult or like how has it been for you? Tell yeah. us. Hmm. Well, um, to answer the first part of your question first, um, why have I chosen to share it? Well, two reasons. One, um, we needed to fill in a time slot on, on our program. So so that's one reason. <laughs> that can't be the main one. <laughs> no, it's probably not the main one. Um I guess I feel that, uh, you know, God gives us experiences in life uh, for various reasons, but um, one might be for our own personal growth but uh, and spiritual growth, but I think also that uh, experiences that we have um, can often help other people in their life and in their, in their journey, in their spiritual walk. So mm-hmm. um, I feel, in a way, as much as I don't really like um, public speaking, I don't really like uh, preaching or or what have you, I, th- I feel that God has given me this and he wants me to share it. So um, mm. that's probably the main reason why I, I've chosen to share it. Mm. Um, I think you asked, uh, is it difficult? Um, sometimes, yes, it can be difficult. Uh, I, I know that you've asked me uh, off air if I uh, might get emotional. <laughs> and um, mm. sometimes uh, when I've been... Uh, sharing this I have I have got emotional I have I guess I've shared it now enough times that I I sort of um I I don't tend to to well up quite so easily now so <laughs> which mm. might be a bad thing I guess but really I guess the emotion comes from the fact that I appreciate uh so much the the overwhelming blessing that God um has has given me mm. in allowing me to uh, continue living uh, after you know, many things that uh, really, uh, the the statistics and the odds should have said that uh, I shouldn't really be here anymore. So, mm-hmm. so the the emotion comes from that feeling of gratitude um, mm-hmm. that comes from God uh, healing me and um, and allowing me to live a bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I believe it's more of um you you learning to um deal with the emotions better, like um, handle them better. And um, it's not really a bad thing. Maybe I would say you've become stronger. You've grown um, a master that strength and are able to deal with the emotions better. Mm. I, think, um, I think as you share more, mm. you, you, you process it a bit more and I think you find it easier to share in the future. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm really grateful that you decided to share your story with us because um, we had uh, one of our active and um, regular listeners um, share her story. And um, she this is Maggie. Um, she said, I'm really enjoying your testimony, Jason. I don't have cancer, but my spine is fu- full of arthritis. And for the past four weeks, well, she shared this two weeks ago, so um, I reckon that will be six weeks. I have I've had sciatica. At times, I just wanted to give up, uh, but we must have faith in the Lord during the bad times. May he bless you and your family. And uh, we had Maggie share um, an update last week. Um, she said, thank you for your prayers. I've improved almost 100%, and I'm sure the Lord will continue to heal me. Amen. Um, and I would like to thank Maggie for sharing the update with us because then we know that God is working and uh, it, that's just amazing news. Um, and I pray that God continue to heal you and heals you fully and may God bless you. Um, just to remind our listeners, you can now catch us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website, um, where you can also listen to the previous, um, episodes that we've recorded. And our show number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, text us any questions, comments, and feedback that you may have, and also um use that number to request our free book offer. That and we'll give you more information on how to do that later on. Um, yeah, I might just uh, reiterate that if you've got any questions um, specifically about my uh, journey, I'm I'm happy to answer those if you do text in that number as well. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jason, um, did you want to review what you shared with us last week? Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll just uh, quickly recap the last two weeks. Um, it started, uh, my, my journey with cancer started in 2008, where I was diagnosed at stage three metastatic melanoma. Melanoma is a skin cancer, and uh, if you catch it early, it, it uh, is you know quite well treated by surgery, but uh, mine had already spread through to uh, lymph nodes so that was uh, stage three over the past uh, over those years from 2008 to 2015 I had about six different surgeries to uh, remove the tumors that kept on popping up in that region Uh, it was on my scalp in my head and uh, in in my upper neck so um, it was uh, and last week I shared about a friend of mine who who passed away Mm. uh, of a different form of skin cancer but um, that uh, was a challenging time for me, that uh, watching uh, a friend you know, really deteriorate and eventually pass away. Um, I, I did uh, spend a lot of time with him and uh, was able to, I guess, encourage and support him through that process. But it was challenging for me, being that I it was very close to home, I guess. You, you can mm. sense or you can imagine, I guess, that, um, you know, having, you know, cancer myself, that... Uh, watching somebody else go through that um, was quite challenging for me. Mm. Um, I think one of the key things from the past episodes was that um, God was preparing me ahead of time for what I was to face, and he gave me scripture passages Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Every time it was always ahead of time, Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes on the day, but uh, other times it was, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time where he gave me scriptures. Uh, In particular, we talked about the Battle of Jehoshaphat, which was an unwinnable battle for the small army of Judah who were facing three uh, big armies who were marching on them. And uh, the message that was given to a man uh, in Judah was that God 
was with them and that God would fight the battle. It wasn't their battle to fight. And mm. that was so important to me to learn to hand this really um, difficult battle, which uh, was to come just a couple of weeks after I was studying this passage, um, stage four melanoma, which is where we discovered uh, in uh, early 2018 that um, the cancer had spread throughout my body and uh, many tumours, uh, including um, brain tumours. So that was that was my unwinnable battle that mm. uh, God, I guess, was preparing me f- uh, with those scripture passages. Mm. Um, so just uh, yeah, just a reminder that um, you know the expected life. Uh, life of somebody with with that diagnosis was about five months mm. um in fact I've, I've seen various statistics it can range from two months to 12 months but you know um five months yeah, might be average, average yeah. yeah so um the the other really uh key thing was um when i was uh going to my first treatment for uh, cancer i was very anxious and right at that time god gave me this passage of scripture and this understanding of that passage in Isaiah 41 verse 9 to 13 that uh, that the the treatment was going to work and that I would be healed from this and that was before the very first treatment it was you know hours before or you know minutes before uh, my first treatment but he was giving me this message that um, I would be healed so um, you know that's all pretty good I guess um, that uh, uh, oh, sorry. The the rest of the story was that um, uh, about ten months later, after starting treatment, that I was actually declared clear of cancer. Um, so they couldn't find any active tumours anymore. Mm. So that was pretty good news. Yeah. So as you've just shared, um, that you were declared cancer free. Uh, that I believe that was in February twenty nineteen. Mm. Um, just over three years ago. So why is there part three? So we still have today's, um, what you have to share with us today. Um, yeah. Did the cancer come back? Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? There is a part three. And uh, really today's uh, program is mostly about um, what happened. It started six months after that uh, that declaration that I was, I was clear of cancer that um, one of my follow-up scans showed that it was likely that, that around the brain tumour that was there that the cancer was returning. And uh, that was a really disappointing news um, to, you know, to think that, well, God seemed to have um, given me that understanding that I would be healed, and I was, and then six months later it, it seemed to be coming back. And I guess I'd been through that a few times as well uh, with the with the smaller tumours that I had earlier. But um, but now um, this uh, was a, a I guess it was a challenging thing because if it was recurring in the brain uh, in the brain tumour, that was a pretty serious thing. So mm. um, I'll I guess I'll share a bit more after the break. But uh, I think we've got a listener question and that yeah. uh, we can throw out to our listeners there. Have you ever been in a situation where you thought something was fully resolved, but then it showed up again? Um, just um, share the, the experience that if you've had such experience with us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This first song is called "He Touched Me" by Joy and Rory.
touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me. That was um, He Touched Me by Joy and Rory. And um, this song is talking about um, being touched and made whole. And it can be physical, it can be spiritual, it can be psychological, just as um, Jason mentioned last week, that um, healing can be physical or um, spiritual. And uh, you're listening to Taz Encounters uh, with Jason Cook. Um, Jason is sharing his um, story on um, his journey with cancer. And um, before we went for a break, um, I posed a listener question. I asked our listeners if they've ever been in a situation where um, they thought they they had a situation that they thought was fully resolved, but then it showed up again. Um, if you've ever been in such a place, uh, please share your experience with us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. And um, we have a free book offer today. It's called When Life Tumbles In, and it's a story of hope for all who face loss. And um, we'll give you more information later on about that. Um, so, Jason, you before the break, you mentioned that about six months ago, um, about six months after you cleared, um, you are declared cancer free. Um, the follow up scan showed that your cancer was returning in the brain. Um, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So. Uh I tell you what, it was uh, very disappointing news. <laughs> I was quite upset actually, um, because I, I'd believed, you know, what God had uh, given me that message that uh, I would be clear. Um, I was, I guess, I questioned whether or not the the scans were were accurate, you know, accurate or showing 
you know what they were really showing. Mm. The, the the type of uh, information that was coming up on the brain scan was actually uh, unclear. It wasn't a, a definitive answer that it was coming back and uh, mm. and they deliberated for many months actually I had many scans different types of scans and then follow-up scans to see what was going on mm-hmm. um, and yeah things kept on changing for a while and uh, it was it was um, it was challenging you know one one scan would say no it probably isn't uh, cancer recurring and another scan would say no we think it is cancer recurring and um, uh, so uh, we got uh, a, a neurosurgeon involved in looking at those scans and uh, um, it was by about December. So the, the first scan I had that showed that something was happening was in August and by December mm-hmm. the neurosurgeon um, was indicating that he felt that it was most likely uh, the cancer returning mm-hmm. and that the best... Um, treatment for that would be to have brain surgery mm-hmm. uh, in the early days I had uh, radiation treatment on the brain tumor but um, brain surgery would have been an option at that point I guess but uh, they they tend to leave brain surgery for the more serious situations and uh, if you've had um, uh, radiation before they don't they can't give too much radiation to one area as well so so uh, brain surgery was put on the table and um, I, uh, I was actually uh, booked in to have that brain surgery. I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, take a pause in my story, I guess, at that point because um, I just want to, I guess, deal with the, the, the challenge or that, that uh, sense of disappointment um, you know, sometimes we can be really disappointed in God because he doesn't uh, do what we want or things don't turn out the way we mm-hmm. want. And, of course, this wasn't turning out the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to be cancer-free. I wanted to be clear. I wanted to um, believe that what God had told me was um, was true. And... Uh, and and this part was really one of the hardest things. You know, I did uh, preach um, once or twice during this period of time, and it was a, a, a very challenging um, time for me. It was a very difficult thing to preach about and to include in, in a message where you've got this uncertainty. You don't know the outcome you know that it looks bad, you know, because things used to look good. And, you know, previously I'd, I'd shared with many people how God had healed me. It was almost like uh, I, I was wondering whether people had believed, you know, or would question whether I told the truth about what had happened earlier, mm. you know, because I told them that, that I was healed and that God had, had delivered on the promise. And so that was a real struggle. But... Um, you know, there are so many biblical examples where people went through very challenging situations, and I just want to remind us that uh, mm-hmm. that of a couple of these characters. You know, one was Joseph uh, in the Old Testament. Joseph, um, who you know went out to his brothers to feed them. They were looking after, I guess, uh, the sheep or uh, their animals, and um, Joseph went out to to take things to them and. Uh, and while he was there, he told them about a dream that he'd had, and uh, they didn't like Joseph because uh, it sounded like um, he was, uh, I guess, proud and and you know putting himself above his brothers. So 
Um, but anyway, they, they uh, well, some of them wanted to kill him, but uh, they decided to sell him off as a slave. And he ended up in Egypt uh, working in as a slave in the household of Potiphar. Uh, he was uh, an Egyptian officer. And, of course, uh, he, you know, Joseph was a diligent person. He, uh, he followed God. He ended up in a situation where um, Potiphar's wife accused him of trying to rape her, mm-hmm. uh, but it was actually her trying to um, encourage him or trying to force him to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. So he was falsely accused and ends up in jail um, because uh, you know the the husband Potiphar, I guess, had to do something about the situation where his wife was accusing Joseph of, of uh, trying to rape her. Mm. I'm not sure that he really believed it, but he had to act on it. So mm. Joseph ends up in jail. Now, how must, how disappointing, you know, you've done the right thing. You've tried to, uh, you know, he tried to avoid the situation and, uh, mm. and he ends up in jail as a result. How disappointing would that have been through no fault of his own? Mm. And then even within the jail, um, you know, Joseph uh, was a was a good uh, a good uh, prisoner, I guess you could call that. Um, he ended up being put in charge internally in the prison, and uh, you know, uh, Pharaoh had a couple of workers, a butler and a baker, and somehow or another, they must have been accused of doing something wrong. They end up in jail next to Joseph as well, hmm. and uh, one day. Pharaoh, uh, sorry, not Pharaoh, but uh, the butler and baker, they both had dreams and, and they were talking to Joseph about it and Joseph was able to uh, uh, tell them the meaning of these dreams and unfortunately for one of them, um, I think it was the baker, the, the dream was interpreted to mean that he was going to lose his life. Mm. Uh, the butler was actually going to be restored to his old position in Pharaoh's house and so before he left, Joseph asked the butler to go and um, to talk to Pharaoh about uh, the situation that Joseph was in there and uh, in the hope, I guess, that he might uh, let him out. So, uh, of course, the butler forgot about it. And, Mm. uh, you know, it's, um, again, another disappointment. Joseph stuck in jail. This would have been a period of years, you know. Mm. Um, Eventually, uh, Pharaoh had a dream. And that triggered the butler to remember what had happened to him in terms of Joseph had interpreted his dream. Mm. And uh, and so that's when the butler remembered Joseph and he said, I know somebody who can tell you the meaning of this dream. And so um, Pharaoh got uh, Joseph out of prison and uh, he interpreted the dream. And uh, because of the interpretation, which was, you know, forecasting the future for the next 14 years, I think it was, Mm. um, and it was really to save both Egypt and and people around and the nations around Egypt by preparing them. So again, God was giving a message of preparation ahead of time so that they could be prepared for a challenge that was coming to Egypt. And, you know, we see this pattern time and time again. Um, so, you know, in that case, Joseph was restored. He was then ended up being put in charge of all of Egypt. So he, he went from being in prison to being put in charge of all of Egypt. And uh, But on the way, it would have been so challenging. Mm. Um, you know, another one would be Moses. You know, he... he uh, 
faced so many challenges with uh, leading the people of Israel and you know we probably haven't got time to go through all of the circumstances now but you know they turned on on him uh, many times he had to flee originally when he he did do something wrong he killed uh, an Egyptian and um, he was defending his people the the Israelites but uh, he had to flee for his life and then 40 years later he comes back and tries to convince Pharaoh to let them out of um out of Egypt and and you know time and time again in the in the desert the Israelites grumbled and complained um but the one thing that I think uh, would have been extremely disappointing is that towards the end of this journey in the wilderness um Moses actually got impatient with the people he lost his temper mm. and he didn't follow God's instruction when they had no water and God said speak to the rock previously he'd he'd been told to strike the the rock once i think mm. but this time he was told to speak to the rock and uh the 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 water would come out of the rock but uh, instead he got angry at the people he yelled at the people and he struck the rock twice now god still brought the water out, out of the rock but uh because of that one action god said you're not going to see the promised land mm. you know here here he'd been 40 years in the wilderness yeah. and God said because of one thing that he wouldn't see the promised land how mm. disappointing <laughs> I'm just trying to picture like just imagine being in that situation when did he start preparing for the like uh, the Israelites to go to their uh, promised land it was years even before getting to the wilderness like just um, trying to convince Pharaoh to actually let yeah. the Israelites yeah. go and the Israelites like um, you know just uh, not believing him for all those years like he was the first person to know about it and then just ended mm. up being the only person not making it but you know I mean, apart from yeah he, um well many of the israelites would have died off that's why yeah, they, yeah, they spent from. so long in the wilderness but mm. but um but nevertheless uh, moses didn't give up as a result god told him he, he wasn't going to enter but uh, mm. but god still rewarded moses in a special way and if mm. you, if you read the story um we believe it's it's not written out extremely uh, explicitly but from the book of jude it seems to indicate that uh, moses uh, was raised to life and of course we see him in uh, in the Gospels when yeah, appear alongside mm. Jesus. So so God had a, something special for, for Moses, mm. despite the fact that he didn't see the promised land. I know we've got to go to a break because we're over time. And the promised <laughs> land was, was temporary, but he is in heaven. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um, just to remind our listeners to text in, um, if you've had an experience where you thought um, something was resolved, but then it came back, um, text us, on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and uh, this next song is called "Loom" by Melissa Otto.
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was Loom by Melissa Otto and you're listening to Tazz Encounters with Jason Cook. Um Jason talk um sharing his story with um um his journey with cancer. And um Jason in the previous section um you shared um that um you had scans and um there was a possibility of something coming on. Um what and you said you were booked in for brain surgery. Um so what happened? So uh, in December of 2019, uh, I was booked for brain surgery, uh, which was uh, scheduled for Monday, the 6th of January. But there was a condition on that going ahead, and that condition was that uh, I had a scan the day before on the Sunday, and um, if there was further change, that, uh, yeah, it would go ahead. So I was packed, I was ready to go, uh, waiting at the hospital, I went and had the scan, um, but before I was actually admitted to the, the overnight um, uh, hospital for preparation for the surgery, uh, I was able to have the scan and talk to the neurosurgeon. You know, there, there was a lot of uh, waiting involved. Um, obviously, um, uh, the neurosurgeon's no doubt quite busy, and mm. so it was about 7 o'clock in the evening by the time we got to speak to him. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, it was it was good to speak to him. He uh, he had a look at the uh, the results of the scan, and he said that uh, at the moment it looks like it's, it hasn't progressed any further. So he decided that it wasn't worth. You know, there's obviously risks associated with brain surgery. So mm. even though he's a neurosurgeon, but he said let's hold off, and uh, it seems stable. So. I sighed a big uh, sigh of relief mm, yeah. and, uh, you know, we thank God for uh, answering the prayers at that point in time. So it looked like it was stable, um, but, uh, yeah, there was more to come. Mm. Yeah, it was good that you didn't have to go through the surgery. 
Um, so how did you deal, deal with all that uncertainty um, during the period leading up to the time when you were booked in for surgery? The uncertainty is is difficult. For me personally, I don't I don't uh, cope well with uncertainty. Um, but I think it, it was teaching me that uh, I need to just keep trusting God even when I don't understand what's going on or I don't understand what, what the future holds. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a passage um, in the, uh, the book of Daniel. There's a story there about uh, Daniel's friends. Daniel wasn't there at the time, but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had created a, a big statue uh, of, I think, himself, a gold image anyway, and he wanted everyone to bow down to it. And, uh, of course, these uh, three Israelites um, were, were taught that they shouldn't bow down to other gods, so they refused to bow down, and that made um, Nebuchadnezzar furious, and uh, he heated up the furnace. Apparently, uh, if, they, if no one bowed down, if you chose not to bow down, you were going to be thrown into this furnace and burned up. Um, so that's a pretty serious punishment. But anyway, uh, when they, they spoke to Nebuchadnezzar um, and he asked them, you know, why haven't you bowed down? Um, he says, uh, this is what they, they said to him. O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace... The God whom we serve is able to save us. Mm. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. I think this verse really illustrates two things. One, they had confidence that God would protect them if they were thrown into the furnace. But Mm. even if he doesn't... Mm they still would not go against God. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really such an important lesson. And I think, I think I had to come to that conclusion myself. I had to come to a place of peace where mm. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand why God didn't seem to um, sustain that message that he'd given me that I was going to be healed and this cancer was coming back. But I had to keep trusting him that even if he wasn't, even if he didn't heal me completely, I had to be at peace with that, and I had to keep trusting in God, um, and that that actually brought peace. It was, uh, you know, working through that and coming to the conclusion that I don't know the outcome. The outcome mm-hmm. might be that I pass away, but I have to be at peace with that because I, I have to trust God that He's got it in His hands. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another passage um, in uh, Peter which I'll get you to read uh, because it talks about challenges and uh, why we go through them sometimes. Do, do you want to read mm-hmm. that? It's First Peter. Yeah, First Peter 6, um, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, and that's from the, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, so be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith um, remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. I love this uh, passage that really encourages us to endure through those trials. And 
um, acknowledging that it's testing us, it's testing our faith. Mm. But uh, it says that, you know, our faith is more precious than gold, you know. So mm. we need to remain strong even when we don't know why uh, things are, are happening to us. Mm. You know, there are other passages of Scripture um I've uh, I've gained so much assistance or what's the word encouragement from mm. from reading different passages of scripture you know there's this uh, well-known text in Isaiah 29:11 that says for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope and you know I I had to keep um hanging on to I guess the hope that God was still going to see this through and uh, that he had a plan in this as well, even, um, you know, whatever that was. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, um, I'll, I'll finish the rest of this uh, this uh, episode now. So for the, uh, the next uh, six or seven months, uh, up through to July 2020, so this was January in, in 2020 that this cancelled, the surgery was cancelled, mm-hmm. um, but then I had more scans to monitor. By uh, around July, uh, the scan in July, the neurosurgeon was, was monitoring these and looking at them, and he said, "I think uh, things are changing again. I think we're going to have to we're going to have to do this surgery." And so there wasn't really a lot to discuss at that point. Um, we'd been through all of this before. Mm-hmm. I'd prepared for it before, although it was very rushed. Before I wasn't, you know, it was. It was a bit too soon and rapid for my liking, you know, the the one mm. earlier. But um, mm. but now I'd had time to contemplate that, and so I was booked for surgery to have uh, the the whole area, the brain tumor and, and around it removed mm. on the seventeenth of August, um, twenty twenty. Um, so there was no conditions about that particular surgery. It was just simply, it's going to go ahead. So. Mm. I'm going to share after the break what happened there. But uh, before we do go to the break, I think we're going to share about our book offer for today. Yeah. I can't imagine this. And I'm just trying to imagine how what your situation must have been like. I've been told conflicting information. Like, you just wonder, what, what am I supposed to do? Or should I just wait? Or like, you know, and I'm just glad that you have um, so much faith in God and you had getting encouragement from the scripture. Yeah, it's um, that's all I can say is that we just have to put our trust in God because we don't we don't control this world, no. and we don't control even our own lives to some extent. So um, we've got to put our trust in God. Yeah, um, so we're giving a free book away um today. It's called When Life Tumbles In, and it is a story of hope for all who face loss. Um, so we have um in this book there's a two a story of two people two stories actually of two different people who faced um or experienced loss, and uh, in this book you discover that with God's help they can transcend their pain. These two people um that life can bloom again, and this is a story of hope for all who face loss and ask. Why me? And um, we'll give you the codes to claim that book. But for now, let's listen to this song. How did he know? Um, and this is by Jason.
your new the rise and fall of nations for thousands of years how did he know Jeremiah knew from the depths of a dry well that Jerusalem would fall how did he know You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM, and we're talking with Jason Cook. And uh, this song that we just listened to is by Jason. 
So this one, um, there's a reason why you decided we play this song. Uh, does it relate in any way to your journey? Yeah, it does. And uh, I guess uh, I, I didn't write this song specifically in relation to this journey. I, I actually wrote uh, part of the song uh, before my journey began. In 2006, I wrote it with uh, Dave Edgren. And uh, then I came back and revisited it and rewrote about uh, half the song. So it's uh, it's had uh, multiple um, versions of it. But, <laughs> but the reason uh, I feel that it relates is that, you know, this song talks about how God, he knows the future. He knows from the beginning to the end. And ultimately, you know, in the chorus, it talks about how Jesus came to to save us and to reconnect us with God and ultimately to uh, when he comes back again that that we will spend time with him and we'll be fully reunited with him so and he gives us that opportunity to to be there so regardless of our circumstances we can trust that God has a plan and uh, his plan is to number one save us uh, but ultimately, to uh, if if we pass away in this life, then uh, we will be resurrected to meet him again. So, mm, yeah. And uh, before the break, I promised to give you the code um, to claim our free book offer, which is um, called "When Life Tumbles In," and it's a story of hope for all who face loss. Um, the code is um, connect three, connect number three. Um, connect three no space in between text starts to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and um we only have three copies to give away so the first three people to text connect three uh will be the lucky ones to receive this amazing book um so i believe jason we are in the last section of this um today's sharing how would you like to finish off well, I guess I have to uh, finish the story in terms of uh, the outcome of the brain surgery. So I had the brain surgery on uh, the 17th of August in, in 2020. And um, when they analysed what they had taken out, they found that there was no active cancer in mm. the tumour. And, you know, this was amazing because I, I really didn't want to face having brain surgery. But um, in... In hindsight, I realized that it was a necessity. It was actually needed because what it did is it, it proved beyond any doubt that mm. what the message God had given me in the beginning, that mm. I would be healed, that there would be nothing found in the end, was absolutely verified through scientific um, analysis of, of the uh, the tumours and what have you. So mm, You got that certainty. I got that certainty. So mm. all uncertainty was removed and it really... Uh, reinforced my my journey and then the 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 hope and the faith that I I'd trusted in the message that God had given me. Mm. Um, even though there was this period, it was uh, almost twelve months of uncertainty there leading up to this. So, I guess uh, to finish off, just a few points. You know, God doesn't always take our challenges away. And uh, for me, the cancer didn't just disappear at the first time I, I prayed about that. Mm. Um, but God does promise to go through the difficult times with us. And there's another passage in Isaiah 43, 2 that says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Mm. And I think these are the sorts of promises that we can hold on to, uh, along with things like Psalm 23. I, I love Psalm 23 and it's, 
it's one that uh, is so familiar to us. So um, the other thing I guess I've learned is that God goes ahead. He knows what's happening. He knows what's going to happen. And if we allow him to, he prepares us. He prepares us for what is to come. And for me, primarily, that preparation came through different scripture passages that he gave me ahead of time. Um, you know, sometimes when we go through times of uncertainty, we can also ask God to show us, well, how do you want me to face this? You know, um, I, I believe in you, God, I trust in you, but what am I meant to do here? And, you know, God will listen. And in my case, I think he told us that, he told me that I didn't need to fight. You know, th- this was his battle. Mm. Trust in him, give it over to him, and he would... Uh, he would help me, and in, in that verse that came to me at the early part of this journey, don't don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with, with my victorious right hand. That's Isaiah forty one ten. So um, these are the sorts of things that really help me. Um, there's a, a couple more points here. Is that um, ultimately the the big picture is that. Regardless of our circumstances, God does have a plan, and that plan is for our ultimate eternal salvation. And we uh, we just need to trust in that. We need to have faith in, in Jesus and what he's done. It's not through our own works. It's not through our own... Uh, um, you know, goodness that, that we will obtain that salvation. It's through complete trust in God. And uh, I think that's the greatest gift and the promise that he has given us. There's one more passage that I'll get you to read uh, to finish off um, in Romans 8.28. It's another beautiful uh, passage and a promise. Mm, that's It's from New Living Translation. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Mm. So it's hard to hard to think about how cancer can actually work together for good but you know mm. it's probably a result of this cancer that i'm sitting here right now uh, on this radio program <laughs> uh, because you know the circumstances that that led here and led me to get this work at uh, in the radio program that wouldn't have happened unless i'd been through this uh, this journey so you felt more compelled to do god's work <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it, it changes your perspective on life when you face a challenge like mm. that i think it really does. Hmm. Thank you um, for sharing your story with us, um, Jason. Um, you've shared three programs um, about this your story or on your story on the journey of cancer, and um, we've had a few um, responses from people saying they felt encouraged or they're going through difficult situations in their own lives, and um, yeah, it just um, you know. At the end of the day, um, if like if we can actually acknowledge that um, God is um, the one who's in charge, then um, everything seems less stressful uh, because we learn to trust in Him. Um, so it's, it's about finding that peace. You know, yesterday I did a program with um, David Maxwell, and he talked about a similar thing. Mm. Is that when we when we learn to trust in God, we have this inner peace mm. that uh, that can carry us through the storms and carry us through the trials and the difficult. Difficult mm. times, so yeah. yeah. And I think that's what is most important. 
Um, so next week on Connecting the Dots, uh, we have um, David Maxwell. Um, he does he presents his programs on Thursday, but he's going to do a program with um, Natalie Moore. And um, they're planning something interesting for us. They haven't um, given us much information. They are keeping us <laughs> yes. guessing. So and, yeah. and we're not sure whether it'll be you or me hosting that program yet, but yeah. we'll, we'll work that out. So uh, it'll be three of us on that program. Mm. Yeah. So uh, David Maxwell and uh, he'll he'll have Natalie Moore. Uh, with him in Launceston, and uh, we'll look forward to that. And it's going to be another personal testimony yeah. uh, that will be shared during that um, program as well next Friday. Yeah, so make sure you tune in to learn more of what will be shared. And on Monday, we have David Leo and um, with um, Jason, and David will be talking about God's treasure. Um, thank you for joining us today, and uh, wherever you are, um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm um, just to remind you that um, the code to claim today's offer, um, free book offer is Connect3 um, to get this book when life tumbles in. And we only have three copies to share. Um, our final song is called Brought You Here by Sydney Wolverton. Don't worry about everything around you, everything around you. And don't freak out If you don't feel me beside you Just look up, I'm reminding you to Sing a new song And let the rain clouds cry their tears of joy And dance all around you Though a thousand may fall And dead may surround you I have brought you here Around you, though a thousand may fall and 